Welcome to Great Loop Radio, brought to you by America's Great Loop Cruisers Association. We're dedicated to sharing Great Loop information and inspiration with those actively cruising, planning for, or dreaming about a Great Loop adventure. This is Kim Russo. I'm the director of AGLCA. Today, I'm very happy to have with me Captain John Wright, who is of, of course, CaptainJohn.org, a great website with lots of information about the Great Loop. And we'll be talking about budgeting for the Great Loop as we're focusing on that as one of our topics for January. So uh, Captain John will kick us off on that topic by giving us some great advice on looping on a budget. Before we get started with well, Captain uh, John, I do want to take a moment to recognize and thank our Admiral sponsors who support AGLCA at the highest level. They are Curtis Stokes Associates, Dog River Marina, Passage Maker Trawler Fest, Skipper Bob Publications, and Waterway Guide Media. As always, we encourage the loopers out there to support these businesses that support the Great Loop. And with the business portion of the podcast out of the way, I'd like to introduce Captain John. John, thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you. I appreciate it very much, and I'm proud to uh, and excited to uh, be on the show with you. And I know I know we share um, yours is not a membership site per se, but I know a lot of the fans of your site and of your books uh, later become AGLCA members, so we appreciate that as well. Um, so let's start off for those who maybe have not spent a lot of time on your site or, or don't know you as well as some others. Let's start by telling us a little bit about yourself and about your looping experience. Well, uh, I never started out uh, or planned it uh, this way, but actually I turned uh, 71 uh, in January, this January. And if all goes well, I'll be making my 10th voyage around the loop uh, in 2018. Um, My first loop was in 1971. And uh, I started that uh, with a friend of mine, uh, Army Buddy. Uh, We talked about it during our hitch in in the military. And when we came home from Vietnam, uh, that was... uh, what we did, we uh, got the boat and and uh, put everything we could together about the loop and took off. <laughs> it probably wasn't the smartest thing we ever did, but that's what we did. Well, an early happy birthday to you, and um, also thank you for oh, your service you. during a very uh, challenging time to be in the service. Um, so the first time you did the loop then in, in 71, uh, what kind of boat was that aboard? And, of course, the 10-tom didn't exist then, so you did it a little bit differently than most loopers do it today. Oh, yeah. Back then, uh, <clears throat> uh, there there really wasn't any uh, books or blogs or Internet or much about it. Um, we actually uh, didn't really know for sure we could do it. Do it. Uh, until we met a fellow, of course, I'm from Texas, and uh, I've always been a boater. Uh, ever since I was a kid, I dreamed about boating and and taking off all around the world and all. But uh, we happened to come across at the marina in, in Texas uh, a fellow by the name of Bill Travis. And uh, while all the old salt guys hanging around the marina were telling us we uh, couldn't do it, well, Bill Travis uh, 
had the dream himself. He was, if I remember correctly, um, uh, Coast Guard Power Squadron Commander. And he was planning on doing the loop himself when he retired. And uh, he gave us uh, copies of all of his planning notes and maps. And that's really what did it for us. He uh, was one of the very few at that time that actually encouraged us to uh, cruise the loop. What uh, a great gift that he gave to you. And um, by him giving that gift to you, you've uh, passed that forward to the rest of us um, and given many people the gift of understanding that they can do this and they can make this happen. So thank you for that. Um, Tell us that that first boat you did the loop in, um, what kind of a boat was that? And then in your subsequent loops, what was the difference in the vessel you chose to use? <laughs> well, that uh, actually the first loop was in a uh, uh, wooden Chris Craft Cavalier. It was like, uh, if I remember correctly, I think it was either 26 or 28 feet. Uh, and the only uh, electronics available at that time that were affordable. Uh, We had a VHF radio, and we had a a depth sounder. And uh, believe it or not, and I have to laugh at this when I think about it now, we took a sextant (laughs) along the way. Uh Uh, And, and, uh, you know, uh, it was really uh, an adventure. It was... uh, uh, a nervous, stressful, scary, wonderful adventure. <laughs> and uh, I think, well, at the time we were, we were both uh, 23 years old. And, uh, you know, I, I certainly wouldn't do something like that today. But, you know, when you're that young, uh, you know, the adventure part of it was the thrill. Right. And, uh but the one thing that did was uh, uh, it really lit a fire in me uh, for cruising the loop. I knew beyond any doubt that the second time around would be a lot more fun. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, so that's what did it for me. That, that first loop was uh, just amazing. And, mm-hmm. and I couldn't wait. To, for a chance to do it again. And how much of a gap was there between that first loop and the second? Uh, well, I didn't get to do it again. I had a, a career to uh, attend to, so I, I didn't get to do it again until 25 years later. Mm-hmm. I, I took an early retirement. I retired in 1993, and uh, so my second loop was in '93. And that was also in in a Chris Craft. It was a little bit bigger. I think it was a twenty. I think they called it a thirty foot, but I think it was a twenty nine something uh, Chris Craft uh, single engine. And uh, that voyage I did uh, solo. I didn't have anybody with me. And. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, oh, at that point in time in my life, it was like uh, uh, the second time around was just 
so much better uh, than the first. Uh, it just uh, grew on me. I, I mm-hmm. all of a sudden became aware of the fact that, you know, hey, I can do it again, and uh, and it'll even be better the third time. Mm-hmm. Uh, all total, my third voyage uh, was actually a, a very eye-opening uh, experience. Uh, I did it in a 42-foot Bristol twin-engine trawler. And uh, I always wanted the twin screws and knew the advantage of, you know, handling uh, a, a twin-engine vessel. And uh, and it was great. The only problem with it was uh, it cost me almost $12,000 in fuel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and when was that, John? So, oh, uh, the third one? Uh, mm-hmm. 96, part of 96 okay. and 97. So since we and, want to uh, focus some on budget, um, and you've always been a great advocate for the idea that this doesn't have to cost a lot, um, and we always stress everybody's got to make the loop their own and do it in a way that pleases them and makes them comfortable. Um, and obviously in the, in the nine times, getting ready for the tenth time to do the loop, you've done it in some different ways. So, um, you know, share with your thoughts, share with us your thoughts on the idea that it doesn't have to cost a lot. Um, how did you come to that conclusion and kind of, you know, highlight some of the differences between some of the ways you've done it, like, for example, on the Bristol trawler that cost more than some of the other ways you've done the loop? Well, actually, I did have a, a, a couple more vessels. I went back to a single engine trawler after the twin engine trawler. Uh, but it was my oldest son that uh, snuck out somehow and uh, converted over from power to cell because we had always, I'd, you know, he grew up with me and power boats. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden he was into sailboats. And he's actually the one that convinced me that uh, a sailboat would be the most economical way to uh, cruise the loop. And I didn't really uh, want to do that. Uh, number one, I didn't know how to sell. And uh, but anyway, uh, with him knowing that this is something I wanted to do, you know, over and over and over again, uh, he was just uh, insistent on how much more economical the sailboat hull, the full dis- displacement hull, would be. And uh, anyway, when he agreed to go with me, uh, well, it's like, well, what father can say no to that? And uh, <laughs> so uh, uh, we took a we got we actually um, for he had a he had a nice sailboat, but we actually went out uh, took the idea a step further. Um, and made it a situation where we wanted to find out just how inexpensive somebody, a couple, could comfortably cruise the loop. And so we uh, went on a boat search. Uh, we found a 28-foot uh, Alban Vega sailboat, and 
we motored around the entire loop, spent a mm-hmm. year on the loop. And and that voyage with uh, the fuel and uh, all our marina expenses um, was like like $6,000. It was, I don't think, if I remember correctly, I don't think we spent $1,500 in fuel and the rest of it was wow. marina expenses. Mm-hmm. So that did it that for me. To... I knew then that. I'm again? sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, that, I mean that did it. I, when I when I realized the economics of the sailboat haul, uh, I've that's what I've done ever since. Uh, my my um, uh, last three voyages around have been all in sailboats. Mm-hmm. How does that and I have $6,000 that you spent with your son, you said it was about $6,000, how does that compare to what you spent on some of your previous voyages? Oh, uh, well, the one in the twin engine trawler, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a $12,000 fuel bill right there alone. And mm-hmm. I spent, you know, I anchored out a lot. I, I you know, I, I think that voyage ended up costing me all total just for boat and boat expenses, um, you know, near $16,000 between mm-hmm. staying in marinas and purchasing fuel, which was the big item on that one. Right. But so uh, obviously a significant difference. Yeah. I yeah. now have a, a, a 36-foot sailboat. That uh, I've been around the loop twice in it, and uh, uh, this this past well this year actually uh, it was seventy four hundred dollars total for all my fuel and all my boat related expenses. Wow! Um, yeah, that's and, great. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I don't think you know for me anyway, uh, it's not going to get any cheaper than that. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm very very comfortable with that. Yeah, and I think that's significantly less than most people think it needs to cost. Um, so you know, I think that's good news for a lot of our listeners out there that you can do this without spending tens of thousands of dollars to do the loop. Um, we're going to take a quick break and listen to an ad from one of our sponsors. When we come back, um, John, I would like to talk about some of the ways that you cruise that leads to you know, spending six or $7,000 on the voyage as opposed to tens of thousands, because a lot of it does just have to do with your cruising style. Um, so we'll talk about that when we return. Be back in a moment. Did you know that every mile of the Great Loop is covered by both the Waterway Guide and Skipper Bob? Use them to plan your Great Loop cruise and learn about the places you can visit. In the cockpit, important navigation info is always ready at your side, plus marina listings, anchorages, services, and so much more. Each Skipper Bob and Waterway Guide is updated yearly, and waterwayguide.com and skipperbob.net keep you current with navigation alerts, cruising news, fuel prices, and special deals. With the Waterway Guide and Skipper Bob at the helm, you'll always be on course. Order yours today at the AGLCA ship store at greatloop.org. Waterway Guide and Skipper Bob are proud sponsors at the Admiral level with AGLCA. 
We're back on Great Loop Radio. My guest today is Captain John Wright of CaptainJohn.org, and we are talking about budgeting for the Great Loop. Uh, so, John, you mentioned you're doing it on your sailboat. Um, your last loop was in the $7,000 to $8,000 range for the boat expenses. Um, so tell us how you cruise to make that happen, you know, um, frequency of marina stays, um, how fast you're cruising, those kinds of things that we know have a pretty large effect on the actual cost. Well, it does <laughs> – it does cost a lot of money to cruise the loop. There's, I mean, there's, there's no doubt about it. I, to, to say it costs, uh, you know, my latest voyage seventy four hundred dollars. Uh, you know, that's strictly the boat and and boat related expenses. Uh, to uh, give a little better example, I guess of, of why. Uh, I advocate cruising on a on a frugal boat uh and and budget really is because of all the wonderful things there are to do uh cruising on around the loop. Uh my actual I mean since <laughs> since this is you and me, uh, you know, I'll just uh tell you that my annual uh Cruising Kitty, I guess you might say, is uh, is like forty five thousand dollars, and 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 I spend every single bit of it. Uh, but uh, only seventy four hundred dollars of that goes uh, to marinas or down the fuel tank. Uh, the rest of it is my cost of living. It pays for all of my necessities. Uh, all of my food, drinks, ice, eating out. Uh, I rent cars and uh, take side trips and road trips, and uh, and I make an effort to uh, uh, stop, stay, linger, and enjoy all the places all around the loop. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, to me, is uh, all the fun money. And uh, I think a lot of people don't realize, and I think, matter of fact, that's why you have or why the uh, why you have so many gold loopers. I've I've met a, several loopers cruising the loop that you know I've talked to, and to them long enough, you find out that you know by the time they're halfway around the loop, uh, they've realized. Uh, how much more there is to see and do that they want to do. So uh, they're already planning their second voyage. And, uh, you know, uh, when somebody thinks of the cost of cruising, we always hear about, you know, or get questions about, you know, how much is the fuel or how much is the boat or how much is the marina fees or this and that. But, uh a lot of people just totally overlook uh, all the fantastic uh, destinations along the way and what there is to do. Um, That's absolutely right. And, uh, I would 100% agree with you there, John, that people um, don't consider that uh, as part of their budget. Um, 
Yeah, this. And I think it's great advice that, actually, that perhaps they should, and perhaps looking at a, a more efficient boat from a fuel standpoint um, and a smaller boat to save on dockage um, or anchoring out more can certainly leave you a lot more of that fun money you mentioned to go exploring. And, um, you know, several people, you're right, many people are going around again because they don't feel like they can see everything in one trip. So they're still out there exploring. Yeah. So it's, it's a great way to do the loop. Um, tell us a little bit about how frequently you do tie up at a marina versus anchoring out. Well, for the most part, I uh, I'm, I make an effort to stay in a marina only on the weekends. Now, sometimes I'll, in some places I'll only stay one night. Uh, mm-hmm. For the most part, I will stay two nights when I'm in areas that are popular and crowded on the weekends with boaters because when all those uh, little 16, 18 foot ski boats and everybody's zooming around out there, uh, I'll stay in the marina all weekend. And Mm -hmm. then when they go back to work, I get back on the water. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I found it not only a safe, uh, um, you know, habit, but it's also an economical uh, habit. Um, the uh, uh, out of that seventy-four hundred dollars uh, for this past uh, loop, uh, thirty-two hundred dollars of it was fuel, and forty-two hundred dollars was in marina sleep slips and canal fees, and just some miscellaneous odd and ends for the boat, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I don't spend, and that 4200 by the way, for the marina fees, that's the most I've ever paid. I've never paid that mm-hmm. much in the past. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, question that I think a lot of people don't really understand how to do this. If you do plan to anchor out the majority of the time, how challenging is it to go ashore on an everyday or on a regular basis to explore? Um, and how challenging is yeah. it if you do want to rent a car and explore by land to be away from the boat? Um, do you tie up at a marina when you do that, or do you leave it at anchor? Well, uh, that depends on where I am. But basically, I, I mostly, mostly, I will, I will anchor out. I, I've got a dinghy, and and I think the dinghy, by the way, is uh, it kind of goes hand in hand with anchoring out. If you if you've got a um, a, a deep draft vessel, such as some of the trawlers, most all the the slow true trawler and a sailboat, uh, you can't get into some of the shallow areas, and uh, so you anchor out, and the dinghy is worth its weight in gold. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. it'll it'll take you to. All, I guess I don't I don't really. N- remember any place where you can't put your dinghy for free i mean there's lots of dinghy docks designated dinghy docks and most every marina will let you put your dinghy there and you know for free mm-hmm. and uh so when you're anchoring out that dinghy is is uh that's like your taxi cab I mean, you know yeah, it's your suv or your pickup truck and uh it'll get you where you need to go and it gets you there free Mhm. Uh, so, I really have. 
uh, several locations where, you know, uh, I will stay and uh, put the boat in the marina and lock it up and, and uh, you know, rent a car and go somewhere. But mm-hmm. I only do that really uh, in a couple of locations, and I usually – I'm not gone for more than two or three days. Mm-hmm. And really where – when you're talking about um, boating or doing the boat on a boat, um, so really where you're finding the most savings is really just in the mental choice and choosing to anchor out. You're spending um, – what you're saving there, you call it fun money. Um, are there any other tips, though, you know, besides taking advantage of anchoring out and besides taking advantage of uh, finding a fuel-efficient boat, such as a sailboat, any other tips that you have for somebody who might be looking to um, live with a minimal budget? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think anybody wants to make this voyage, and, and they're really on a, on a minimal budget. Uh, you know, the the first thing that they have to do is really they have to forget about the dream boat. I mean, that's it. I mean, we we all have dreams, or most every boater has a dream of a million dollar yacht. But the problem with looping is you got to find one that'll clear a 19 foot bridge and make it through the big chute. So that's mm-hmm. not going to happen. And uh, so you have to make you know, if the dream is really cruising the loop, then the dream boat has to be a boat that actually can take you around the loop and in a very affordable uh, manner. And, uh, you know, my boat is certainly not anybody's dream boat, uh, but it's the boat that allows me to live the dream. And, uh, you know, I've, I purchased used. I've probably purchased over a dozen boats and since I've been cruising the loop and I've always purchased used. Uh I always uh get a uh, certified marine uh survey so I know what I'm buying before I buy it. And uh you know, there's the vessels, uh the boats out there on the used market, you can get some good ones for you know, half or a, or a quarter even of their original price. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some wonderful boats out there for under $35,000, and I've never paid that much for one. Uh, and uh, my, I have two boats right now. That one of them I just couldn't get rid of. Um, uh, but uh, both of my boats were built in the 60s. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never had any any on the water problems with them whatsoever. I just have them checked out, and that's one of the things that's critical. I think with cruises on a frugal boat, you know, uh, in budget is you have to. It's not cheap. Uh, you have to make sure that you have a quality boat. You have to make sure that everything on it is kept in ship shape, because. Uh, you know, troubles and problems and breakdowns can cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also uh, involved with a, a, a ministry, Sailing Towards Sobriety, uh, it's called. And uh, we started a program a few years ago where we help people that have completed the program uh, cruise the loop. And we now have two boats 
on their second voyage going around the loop. And uh, both of those boats were built in the 70s. Uh, they're both sailboats. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both cost less than $6,000, and they're on their second loop. Uh, wow. So far uh, this year, uh, and we got two people on each boat. And uh, mm-hmm. one, uh, you know, that's following them, kind of the supervisor, and uh, uh, we haven't had any problems. Uh, and they're cruising the loop on less than $3,000 in fuel. And mm-hmm. we budget them. Wow. Uh, they're on a budget to spend no more than $3,000 in anchoring in marinas. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. docking in, in the marina. So they're spending right. most of the time anchoring out. But that's a $6,000 voyage around the loop. I mean, it's not... They're not big vessels, uh, right? And uh, but they're comfortable for two people, and they're certainly mm-hmm. about as economical as one can get. Right. But uh, John, we're going to have to um, any food, we're going to have to hold it there. I'm sorry, we're just about out of time, so we d- we are going to have to hold it there. Um, there were some great tips in here about how to. Um, uh, choose a, a more frugal boat to do the great loop. And we appreciate that. Um, and we appreciate you putting it forward through your ministry and through your website. Um, and again, for those who are not familiar with captain John's website, it is captainjohn.org. Lots of great loop information there and lots of um, money saving tips there as well. John, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate your time and you sharing your information. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you. We'd love to have you back another time and talk about some of those um, earlier voyages, too, and the differences between doing the lube now and, and doing it back in the 70s. So I think that would be a great discussion as well. So thank you again, and thank you to our listeners. We will be back next week Alrighty. with another episode of Great Loop Radio. Until then, safe cruising. Mm-hmm.